Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I'm positive Chuck Mockler. Sounds pretty subdued after that win. <laughs> You're tuned in live to the <laughs> okay, sounds no. of Locked On We're Clippers. We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks who you know, bring you a, a daily Clippers podcast yeah. Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. Locked On Clippers. It's a fun time. Shout out the whole network. Sorry for not uh, being boisterous enough. Gotta get hyped up, man. After uh, that win over the Raptors. It was technically a win. <laughs> it didn't blow me away uh, in a lot of aspects, but we're going to talk Fair. about what we liked from that one as well as what we didn't like. And then it's what you say Wednesday. Every single Tuesday, we actually put a poll out on Twitter. That's at Locked On Clips. We want to know what you think about a given Subject, this one is about which Clipper has the most to prove in the playoffs. We know, we knew what the answer was going to be. We knew what the answer was going to be, but I actually really liked everybody who uh, sort of wrote in and commented yeah. on, on, on kind of their two cents on who, how, and why. So I can't wait to dive into that with all of y'all. And then in shavings, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the playoff rotation uh, there has been some clarity from Ty Lu and Love the coaching it. staff. All good things. Sort of about the way that we're leaning. So excited to dig into that. And then Terrence Mann's mom. Dude, yeah. Huge coaching Shout out job. Shout Dana. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, huge coaching job. She's hired by the Atlanta Dream. So we're going to talk about that as well. So all that and more coming up right about now. But first, got to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it, Damn which I do. So stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Welcome to the Clippers 115-96 win versus the Raptors recap. Yeah. Patrick Beverly started this one. Yeah, which we'll talk about more in the later in the last segment. But, um, you know, he wasn't a fan of of the Beverly Rondo combination. <laughs> yes. Uh, which is fine. <laughs> which is fine. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, I, I think that it does add a little bit of versatility to that guard position and on the second unit with yeah. Reggie in there. And, you know, he he's a little bit more of a threat to attack the basket, a little bit more versatile. So, yeah, I like that so far. We're going to talk about it later. For sure. Uh, Zubats also announced is going to be the starting center, even when Serge Ibaka gets back. Way Lo- to go. Love it. This Earned was, it. This was a due announcement, I feel like. Yeah. And I wonder, well, I saw someone tweeting about it, which was really interesting. They're like, when did they tell Zoo this? Because, you know, Zoo didn't find <laughs> Zoo didn't find out at the presser. Yeah. Um, I wonder when that was. But, oh, also, new thing we're doing now. Stu Quinn 47 win bet update. Yes. Uh, Clips- Stu Quinn put the money on the line. <laughs> he did. The Clips got to 46 wins tonight. Uh, they need just two out of the next three for Stu to win. So Yes. Uh, one to, to push. There you go. Uh, let's get into what we liked. Just off top, Jay Scrub made his debut in this game. Jay Scrub! Yeah, it's been a year and a half since he played basketball, yeah. I think. Um, congrats, Jay. Yeah. Didn't think we'd see him at all this year. Yeah, Great to ass- see him out there. Got an assist. Uh, had kind of another funky little dump-off pass to Zoo. Yeah. That, uh, I don't think Zoo was expecting, but... Excited to see what he does in the Western Conference Finals. Someone who probably will be in the Western Conference Finals. Kawhi Leonard was aggressive tonight and got to his spots, which was... Super efficient. Amazing. Um, looked spry to start. Yeah. 20 points, seven boards, five assists, just one turnover. Only took 10 shots, but he got to the line well, so it was fine. The Clippers also went 26 to 26 from the line in this game. Yeah, I, I mean, I think a huge thing here is, I mean, 
just the efficiency um, mm -hmm. and and the way that he was able to do it. He was aggressive um, to start. Yeah, Kawhi is just you know he's he's fully ramping back up, um, but it's it's looking really positive thus far. So definitely. that's that's definitely good to see. Another thing, I I got to give a shout out to Man kind of early in this one. Oh yeah, uh, he was perfect from the floor. He also had twenty points, co-leading scorer there with Kawhi. He just continues to stay ready. Um, yeah, it's and incredible. I, the whole Clippers team, I feel like, does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and, you know, he... I don't know if they had intended in the game plan to lean on him as sort of as much as he ended up playing in this one. Yeah. Um, you know, certainly with so many people out, you would expect to see him more sort of For sure. know, down the stretch. Yeah. Um, but, it, it, you know, it was great to see him ready and, and great to see that, like, he is locked in and fully able to step up whenever his number is called i think that's a i didn't have any necessarily doubts about it but like yeah. you need reaffirmation it's a great know? sign of development too to yes. me that's just as hard as playing consistently is playing inconsistently right <laughs> playing inconsistently with consistent results yeah yes for sure um zubats played like he was happy to be named the starter in this game he, he was, was oh. he was incredible the game was set up for this right like pardon me wishes the clippers would have won by a little bit more but this game was set up for zoo to play well and he did 18 points, 10 boards, three assists, had a great block. Like, I don't know. It's, I'm so excited to watch him in this. But I, I know a lot of these, you know, game recaps you guys are going to hear us talking about the postseason a lot because that's kind of all this. I'm sure it's on the listeners' minds as well, though. Absolutely. Rondo, speaking of postseason importance, was a magician with his passing. He threw a one handed underhand full court outlet. Yeah. A la Milos. He yeah. threw one of the best behind-the-back bounce passes that split two defenders to get to Zoo that I've seen in a very long time. <laughs> he then also tried to hit Man with an audacious, like, bounce oop that didn't work out, but it was a thought that counts. He also hit all three of his threes. The Raptors kind of dared him to shoot in this one. Yeah, so I got to give some roses and thorns with this one. Whoa! Uh, well, I like the creativity. I, I mean, as we kind of heard from Ty Lue, he was not that happy with this win. I'm in a little bit of the same camp like it's great to get the win you got to put it away but just uh, we'll, we'll talk about what we didn't like but the turnovers and and stuff like this like i i think that um i think that when it's there great uh but there's no need to force and and sometimes you know the the best play is the simplest one for sure and that behind the back bounce pass through two defenders maybe not the simplest play yeah um Quick shout out to Marcus Morris. Gotta. Continues to be great. 14 points on 55% shooting. Took a little knock in this one. Came back, so he's fine? Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's fine. Yeah. Um, let's get into what we didn't like, which turnover's still been an issue, but our other fantastic star, Paul George, not the best performance. So this, like... Concerning it, or where are we at? It, it, this... Overall, this performance wasn't like a complete stinker or anything to me. He had 16, four and four. He had a steal and a block. Like just, I would have, I, I, I've just put in the notes, like I just would have loved to see it a little sharper. Oh, the you efficiency know? was not. He shot 33% there. from the floor, 22% from three. Yeah. You know, really struggled there. Um, he worked for his stat line tonight, which he always does. But this is a stat line where you're like, you had to kind of do some dirty work to get up to 16. Yeah, but I guess the thing that's the most troubling to me isn't the shooting efficiency. I mean, I, I you know, that's one of those things. It comes and goes. Uh, yes. The six turnovers, yes, though, yeah. uh, is, is what I'm a little bit more concerned about. And we talked about, I talked about on the last episode, you know, there's, there's some 
affects of his game that he's always going to be, you know, he's going to have a little bit more turnovers than you'd probably like. Yeah. Um, just, you know. But six is way too many. Six is it's all, always too many. Yeah, six six is too many. Uh, I mean, he had more than a third of our total turnovers. Like, yeah, you, you got to tighten that up. You really do. Let's talk about the turnovers. 18 versus a fully depleted Raptors team is yeah. annoying and a legitimate thing to be kind of concerned about, I think. We just got to hope these get ironed out in these last three games and maybe first two of the first round. And like you said, Ty Lue was pretty clearly not hyped on this win. So that is kind of the one Which I kind of like. That is kind of the one thing I've I've liked out of uh, the last couple of wins is like he, he hasn't been happy when the process hasn't looked good. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, very clear where his mind is at. He's looking ahead. Um, and I just hope that he can get the team up to speed to be on that same page. The whole team kind of struggled tonight from deep, just 34%. For sure. Um, it's, second, second half was bad. Yeah. Yeah. And, and once again, you know, if we're creating quality looks like that's, that's something that you'll live with. Um, but it is still a little rough. Another thing was just. The paint that I, I talked about paint defense being a nice thing to work on as far as process. Oh, yeah. One. How'd that just go? Cause, just because it has looked pretty good. Um, but in this one, I just I really was not blown away uh, with what we were able to do. We allowed 48, 48 points in the paint. To the Raptors, we scored 46 of our own. And like once again, the differential here obviously isn't huge. That That's not what I'm worried about. The thing that I'm just kind of worried about is like, this is a Raptors team that's like bottom five in the league in, in the terms of the percentage of their points that are even scored in the paint. Yeah. So like it's not like they're like a high, you know, that, that they're like punishing really in this area. They're missing a bunch of scorers uh, and they still put up nearly 50 points in the paint, um, which, Annoying. Is, which is a high number. And, you know, it, like it's fine. We got the we got the win and it, it was a wire to wire victory. Uh, it's Bev, like we were, you know, played good, like looked feisty. Yeah. But this is like one of the things that like if there was a positive takeaway that I would have loved to see from this game, it would have been just a, a more sort of just sort of that intensity that we've seen this team bring to other matchups in that regard. Right. Which is funny, too, because right, we held them to 96. Yeah. So it's like the defense played good. Um, but there's just, yeah, some of those they were, areas. I mean, they also shot like. I oh, mean, yeah. We were playing. They shot 27% yeah. from three, which I can't give that full credit to. The yeah, Clippers. that's fair. But we got the win which is the important thing. A little bit more of a, a more difficult test against the Hornets coming up. So mm -hmm. we'll see how that goes. Coming up, we're going to be talking what you say Wednesday about who has the most to prove in the playoffs. Spoiler alert, you already know that it's Paul George. Uh, but first, it is time to highlight the Ultra Player of the Week. Oh, I can't wait. Who is it? Well, as we all know, joy creates success. It does. And you this week's... That. Everyone does. And this week's Michelob Ultra Player of the Week is Terrence Mann. Hey! Shout out Terrence Mann. Shout out the whole uh, Mann family. He's giving Ty Lue a lot to think about in terms of kind of this last ninth rotation spot for the playoffs. Absolutely. Thanks to his energy. He brings a lot of stuff to the Clippers they can't get from some other guys. His ability to drive from that spot is fantastic for how this team is made up. He's taking and making threes, which is awesome. Like we mentioned, he had 20 points on perfect shooting versus the Raptors and is always ready to play. Yeah. We love it. Patrick Patterson probably has to a lot to do with that, which is great in terms of motivation. Let's pour a Michelob for Terrence Mann's fantastic play. Hey. Will this play keep up? Who knows? What we do know is that Michelob Ultra has just 2.6 carbs and 95 cals. Hey, what a day. Wonder which Clipper player will be next week's Ultra Player of the Week? Better listen in. Michelob Ultra, are you happy because you win, or do you win because you're happy? 
Okay, so we're back, and it's What You Say Wednesday. As I mentioned up top, every single Tuesday, we put a poll out on Twitter. We want to know what you think about a given subject. This one is which Clipper has the most to prove in the playoffs. Overwhelmingly, everyone... We knew where this one was going. Yeah, everyone voted Paul George. I was kind of more interested in people's reasoning behind it, but also available to vote for uh, were Kawhi Leonard, who, who took... The second majority of the which vote is, at a mere seven, which is mind blowing. Ty Lue, four percent, and other with two percent. Yeah. So the Paul George thing. Look, this. I mean, I. I don't. Th- I'm not in this camp um, because someone had a fantastic, uh, fantastic thing about Paul George, where they basically said, like, how are we gonna if we're gonna judge people on? Ra-? It was Rudy Zavala. Um, he said, I don't think any of them have anything to prove. All three have had good playoff career. And if we judge PG for not having one in playoff ring, well, example, Dudley has a ring and what has he done in the playoffs? So I think that's kind of an interesting thing for Paul George. Like, I think Paul George has the most to prove to everyone else yeah. that's not a Clippers fan or in the Clippers sphere. Absolutely. I think that's the issue. I also don't think Paul George to a cares. Casual, I think Paul George has the most to prove to casuals. Yeah. And I don't and I don't think Paul George cares. I mean that in a nice way. I don't think Paul George is worried about I think what, this year you might be right. Yeah. I don't really think he's worried about what, you know, uh, an egg avatar yeah. <laughs> thinks of his play. Um, but some, you know, Marty Savage said PG just has to shut the haters up for himself and us, which I'm not going to, you know, that'd be kind of nice. Um, I am DF, excuse me. I am DJF music said this isn't even a close choice with how PG has been slandered the most since last season and has been attacked the most this season and disrespected by other little players. PG alone has the most to prove it's not even close. He was right about the poll. It was not close. Um, it's We had a couple of people change their votes, though. It's funny that... Yeah, yeah. I like this. The organization got a couple votes. I think that that is... I, th- I think that that's very fair. It's a... Yeah. Uh, Clipper Spencer said, I already voted for PG, but now I want to change my vote to other. The Clippers organization has more to prove than any one guy, and at minimum, we need to get out of the second round. Last season, I thought the exact same thing, and this season, I feel this to the nth degree. Yeah. I'm going to be very let down and bummed out if the Clippers do not do that. Man, yeah. And they do, I think they do have the most to prove. Absolutely. I think I might, I think, I think I have to take the organization in this one. Yeah, I I think after considering, I, it just depends on like what, because we didn't like define what to prove it means, mm-hmm. you know, because I think that overall, yeah, We're very the, cerebral over here at Lockdown Clips. The, the organization does have the most to prove. Um, It's going to have that hanging over it, you know, no matter what players play for this team until <laughs> otherwise, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, so I, I think that that's definitely true. Um, So to me, Paul George doesn't necessarily have to prove anything in the playoffs. I think that, I mean, he's had playoff success before. For sure. Um, I know in recent history, it hasn't been as glowing. <laughs> yes. Um, which does tend to kind of cloud people's minds. But I don't know that he has to prove anything. But him being the best version of himself is obviously the only chance that the Clippers have at winning a title. And I don't think that that's First, the great way to put so it. So like, I, I don't think that there's anything like necessarily to prove like I, I, you know, he doesn't have to do anything for me to be like, Oh, Paul George is trash now. Or like, Oh, Paul. Yeah, George he doesn't have to like win now. a game seven by himself. But I mean, there, there, there is no way around it. Like this team's, this team's 
present and future are are tied to him being the best version of himself, whatever yeah. that is. Arno Madathian said, uh, for PG's sake, he just needs to find a way to be a reliable number two. This may just mean he needs to show up a couple nights where Kawhi is having an off night. And the thing that's tough about this, I agree with what Arno says. This happened last, he did this last year. Yeah. We wasted elite performances from Kawhi and Paul George last year. When one would, you know what I mean? One would lift the other up, something like that. Like, so that's what's hard is, and this goes back to it being maybe more on the organization of, we brought in who Kawhi wanted. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Which you could maybe also say maybe Kawhi has it to prove in that sense, but then you're kind of getting into a whole deeper thing. Yeah. Um, but the organization had a major overhaul. Yes. Definitely. Designed to win this season. Yeah. This wasn't, you know, we think, I think that Kawhi is coming back. So I don't think they're like uber worried about that. But mm-hmm. winning a chip or getting to the finals helps those chances a whole lot more. And we revamped the team to do that this season. Yeah. Um, you know, Absolutely. some of these moves weren't for, you know, the canard was a move for the long play, stuff like that. But like, you know, uncertainty with Kawhi coming back is a pretty big absence. Yeah. So maybe worried about. I was kind of surprised that Kawhi took more of the vote than Ty Lue. Some people were reasoning that's because of the Paul George trade. They're saying if we're going to vote Paul, someone said, I can't remember who it was, I apologize, said if we're going to vote for Paul George, you kind of also got to vote for Kawhi because he's the one, supposedly. He's the catalyst. He's the catalyst, right? Like supposedly it was. If you want to listen to the one Doc Rivers story, they had a list and Kawhi pointed at the list or whatever. It's like it's Lord of the Rings or something. Um, Is there a list in Lord of the Rings? No, but it just feels like such a dramatic thing to be like, here's the list. And Kawhi's like, this guy. Um, But yeah, so, and I kind of like that logic. Yeah, I I think that's fair. I mean, really, like regardless of the trade, because I, I like... You make the trade Here, 10 here's times my, out of 10. Here's my thing. Yeah, I, I mean, however you may feel about players having the agency to affect a, uh, like a front office, at the end of the day, your front office is still, it's their ass on the line for that for making that decision, not Kawhi and Paul George. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, the uh, Luke Kennard contract is on the front office. <laughs> it's like one of those things. But I, I do think that there's value to... You know, if you think Paul George has the most to prove in the playoffs, arguably Kawhi does have just as much to prove as a player as he is the performance leader of this team, regardless of what you think of him as a vocal leader. Almost, Kawhi almost has to prove it from the like uh, the managerial sense, right? <laughs> like, you know, from, from like a tone. Because obviously, thing, like right? playing, Kawhi has maybe the least to prove out of any of these guys. I, I mean, in terms, right? Of, yeah, yeah, like in terms of like proving it to. But someone. in terms of like the plan, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good way to look at it too. Um, I'm excited. And I feel like, too, there's kind of a negative connotation with asking people to prove stuff. But we don't mean any of it like that. You know, no. there's things that you got to answer. And yeah. this team is a contender, right? Like, if you want to be a contender, you have to prove that you're a contender. Yeah. I think in the regular season, they've done that. I think that, look, we've talked about it on this show before. I think I think getting the three seed is solid. And if Portland ends up at that six, it's the, you know, the kind of the perfect matchup for us yeah. in that first round. But to see this team have a better process and have played harder and end up with a lower seed as the result, I do think is a little bit disappointing, but that's more of a testament to the difficulties of the Western Conference 
than an indictment yeah. on this team or its construction. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we've had absurd injuries again this year. Yes. Absurd injuries, if you will. All right, I'm going to get out of here. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> get the heck out of here. Coming up, we're going to be talking just some more playoff rotations. I'm so G-dang excited for the playoffs, and as well as Terrence Mann's mother, uh, Danny, getting hired for the Atlanta Dreams coaching staff. But first, Will, Built Bars. What are they? Why are all these youths talking about them? Talking about them? Because they're the best dang protein bars on the market. That's what they're saying. The new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious than before. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors for mm. those with allergies. The six new flavors include caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Ooh, yummy. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, but they're also soft and easy to chew. You can get that protein and nutrients directly into your gullet, which is very important. Mm -hmm. But Bill Bars are healthy. They're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie. They're low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Great for the keto diet. Yep. And right now, we have a very special offer for our listeners. For a limited time, you can get a free cooler with Free purchase. cooler? Yeah, Damn, it's okay. great for summer. This is only while supplies last. You're going to want to get on this. Go to BuiltBar.com. Limited drop, as some would say. Very limited drop. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And after y'all proteined up, head over to Bet Online. Never bet on an empty stomach. Bet next time if Will does that ad read that he says the word yummy again. Uh, bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, NHL, and MLB are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online, what? Anything? Anything. Within legal Reason. means. Yeah. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. And right now, head over to their website or use your mobile device, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get that 50% welcome bonus at BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, so we're back with shavings. We're going to talk a little bit about the guard and playoff rotation. So we've gotten some more clarity from the coaching staff, as yes. I mentioned up top. Uh, Ty Lue has not been a fan of the Bev Rondo minutes. Um, 27 minutes of it. Did not get as much play as the three-guard run got. Yeah, didn't get 10 games yeah. of that. Do we think 27 minutes is too few, or are we kind of okay with this? Uh, look, man, as we say on this podcast daily, runway's getting shorter. Very true. So um, if he feels that it's not the right combination, then I think that that's fair. I think that yeah. it's, I think that Reggie is in a little bit better of a spot to offensively get his shot wherever he needs to on either unit, whereas I think Pat Beverly's offense is a greater beneficiary of him being with the starters. Okay. Does that make sense? I get that. Because I agree with that logic. Pat Bev is going to get ignored and, and left open a lot more on that starting unit, which is what's in it. Yeah. In a, look, man, I love Pat Bev's floater game. I know I've been a little bit down on him in the last couple episodes, right. but like right now at a like limited capacity, that's probably his greatest offensive asset. Right. And look, Pat Bev is, is a defensive first guy. Of course, I, I would never, you know, 
I would never try to say otherwise, but you need him to have some amount of gravity to take some pressure off of Kawhi and Paul George and even Morris. And I think that, okay. you know, him getting ignored on the corner or on the wing uh, and he's able to knock down an open shot provides what is for him maybe the highest kind of point of what he can contribute to the offense right now. Right. Because Reggie can also do that. Reggie can do that on either unit, though. Yeah, that's what that's I'm true. saying. For like, sure. Yeah, Reggie, yeah, yeah. You know, Reggie is a little bit more versatile off the dribble. Um, mm -hmm. He's as good, I feel like, a, of a spot up shooter as as Pat is. Yeah. Um, to my eye, you know, I don't have the you know the percentages right in front of me, but uh, pretty close. And then um, I I think that Pat Bev's defense, likewise, is a little bit more suited to the starting unit than the second unit. While and the overall it, defense as a as the starters with Bev and Cedric Reggie is just better. It's just better, and and like in the way that, you know, Reggie's offensive skill set is varied. You know, on whichever unit that he plays up, for sure, his relative defensive inefficiency is the same. Is about the same on either unit he's going to play on. Yeah, which brings like so now we're talking Reggie Rondo minutes. Yeah, which I don't think will be a big thing in the playoffs because the rotation's pretty much set. Right, you have Bev Rondo at point guard you have paul george and quiet small forward you have marcus morris nick batum at power forward you got surgeon zoo at center right with you know those eight are going to interchange quite a bit you're putting rondo over reggie absolutely huh i think it's gonna be rondo over reggie i think reggie will see more minutes hmm i don't know because ty Lue seems to really trust rondo yeah that's fair um I'm wondering what their pairing is going to look like because I like this. The speed they bring to the offense is great. Yeah. The transition offense looks infinitely better with Rajon Rondo than anyone else throwing outlet passes. <laughs> I think if my start of a game, if things aren't working well and I'm determining that the guard position is like the weak point, I'm probably going Reggie over Rondo. Uh, okay. Reggie in for Bev is what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crunch time in a game, it's not working. Same situation. Guard is determined to be the thing where, like, you know, maybe we. I'm need going some, Rondo. If the offense else. is sputtering, probably going, probably going Rondo. Rondo. Probably yeah. going Rondo. It's gonna be interesting. Um, but so now, kind of, you know, I ran down those eight or whatever. So the ninth guy in the rotation is a combination of Luke. Reggie or Rondo and Terrence Mann. And that seems kind of matchup dependent. Yeah. Definitely. Which I'm okay with. That play I'm I love this playoff rotation. It's deep. It's versatile. It's deep. And then I mean I guess the other consideration is I, I mean then I you think got Boogie the, playing 19, 20 minutes. You got Jay Scrub playing I was a healthy say, 15. And, and then you have <laughs> I mean, you arguably have Boogie as somewhere in that sort of 9-10 rotation. I'd put um, him in the tenth, more in the 10th spot, yeah. Well, I think that you have Reggie way too low in your playoff rotation. That's fine. Order. But, I mean, Boogie's not high. Reggie is going to get minutes. He's not like a man out. I don't know. We don't know. My thing is, though, he's higher than Boogie, though. Obviously, oh, I mean, no matter sure. what. Anyone is higher than Boogie. Foul trouble notwithstanding. Zoo picks up three first-half fouls. We're going to see Boogie. 
Yeah. For probably like two minutes and we'll go small. Yeah. Do you think the tinkering takes place in the first round? Yeah, of course. I mean, like, he's, Ooh, see, that's he's where I get a little different starting lineups, like in each round of the playoffs yeah. before. But I feel like he knew more about those starting lineups before the playoffs, right? Like, what do you mean? He's been with this team for two years. He knows these guys. <laughs> You're just ready to go. He You're knows like, these guys. It just, from a, from a wanting to just completely take care of business standpoint, I won't be as excited about it. But in the grand scheme of things, I get it. We have to see what works later in the playoffs. It's just the right tool for the job. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. I think, And it's a poor workman who blames his tools. Very true. Very true. Um, I'm hyped, though. I'm excited. Yeah, let's just get to the playoffs. Let's man. just get to the playoffs. Can we just fast forward? It'd be fantastic. Um, also, we have to shout out uh, Terrence Mann's mom. Mother, excuse me. Got hired by the Atlanta Dreams coaching staff. Yes. Man. The force. That's awesome. Yeah. Coach Force. Love it. I really, I, I'd give a tip of the hat to any uh, household that has coaches and players in it. Yeah. In terms of parental units. Yeah. That seems like an interesting While dynamic. While still having a functional relationship. Exactly. It seems like a difficult dynamic sometimes. We've heard Austin Rivers talk about it. Yeah. Like, it seems like it'd be hard. Yeah, definitely. And the man uh, slash the force family seems like they got, you know, they got a good thing going. Yeah. Shout out to Terrence Mann, dude. He was so good tonight. He really was. It's man. great to see. Terrence Mann rules. Um, Thursday's episode. I think we got to get out of here on this one. Preview of the Clippers versus Hornets game. Thursday, Thursday, talking about what we want to see more of from the Clippers. And of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, Will, where can you tell your local construction worker to listen to a good Clippers podcast? Uh, you can check us out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. You also tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. Construction workers love that. Very oh, easy. yeah. So many smart speakers out there. Um, uh, so as, as we mentioned up top, we do come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. We'd love to have your listen. We absolutely would. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you. <laughs>